Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. You ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Hey, play fair. You hear? Oh, I hear. May the best thumb wrestler win. Three, two, one! Hey, Megan. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Peter. Peter! Whoa, what is happening? We are thumb wrestling! Oh, that looks like fun. Hey, I gotta get in on this. Hey, Lee! Uh-huh, what? You want a thumb wrestle? Nah. No. But I do want a toe wrestle. Oh, yeah! Shoes off! Three, two, one! Whoa, wait, did you just... Hear that? Uh, I think it was probably just my toe screaming. What? Peter, no. How? Ah, I win. <laughs> Whoa, okay, I heard a scream too. Yeah, me too. I heard a scream. I really think it might be my toe. Or my heel. They do hate each other. Okay, yeah, where is the scream coming from? Out there, look! It looks like there's a tiny man in a suit with a briefcase. And he's getting closer and closer to the ship as if he's thrown from a slingshot? That is what it is. Rolo, oh my goodness, I didn't see you there. Wait, what do you mean? No one ever sees me. I mean, I wear a bright red bandana. Anyway, that's the inspector. I forgot that today is our inspection. Inspection? Yeah, you know, the safety inspection. To make sure everything is up to code, running smoothly. I'm sure I told you all about the inspection. Uh, no, you didn't. Oh, you know what? I think I told myself. Good luck. Whatever you do, don't let him see anything on the ship. Okay, bye. Wait, 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 Great, he's locked himself in my duck-duck-goose robe. The inspector is almost here. Hello, hello. Remember, we can't show him anything on the ship. Hello. Story pirates. Time for inspection. Please show me everything on this ship. Oh, no! Oh, yes, it says right here, everything. Yeah, I love chocolate. Just think of the most weird things that you can never think of. I put some jokes in there. 
Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketches and songs. Very interesting. Oh, hey, what are you writing down on your clipboard? That's none of your business. Why did you just write down none of your business? That's none of your business. Uh, why don't we take our minds off this inspection by doing a story? Yeah! Listeners, this first story is about a girl who has to fight for the sweeter things in life. And here to introduce it is the author herself. Hi, my name is Brynn. I'm 10 years old and I live in California. This is my story, Maybelle's Treats. Good morning, class. I have a special announcement to make. We have a new student joining the fourth grade. Let's give a big eclectic city welcome to Maybelle. Maybelle, why don't you tell us all a little bit about yourself? Okay, let's see. My name is Maybelle. I'm in fourth grade, and I just moved here from Redwood Town. My life was awesome, but like in one snap, my world was turned upside down. I left behind a peach tree in the backyard where my friends and I would hang. My favorite local library, my friendly neighbor, Mr. Yang. All right, Maybelle, I didn't ask for your whole life story, although bonus points for singing. That was really ambitious. Okay, back to class. Wait, one more thing. If you really want to understand who I am, I need to tell you about my favorite thing in the whole world. I love treats. <gasps> they make life sweeter every day. Mabel. Ice cream, cookies, candy, always chase my blues because when you try your best on a spelling test, you earn yourself a treat. Oh boy. That's the kind of feeling that can't be beat. That's enough. Mabel, that word is inappropriate. What word? Treats? What's wrong with treats? Go ahead, tell me, class. Mabel, here at Eclectic. are against the law, Mabel. What? Who would make a law like that? The mayor, of course. He and he alone knows what's best for Eclect City. More like Neglect City. <gasps> That's it. You just earned the whole class a 50-page assignment on why the mayor of Eclect City is an all-powerful king who is never wrong and cannot be challenged. I wish I could go back to Redwood Town. I miss treats. They made life sweeter every day. No more cherry popsicles is really not okay. What am I saying? This isn't right. I'm gonna do something about it. I won't give up. I must persist. I'll make them treats they can't resist. Funny, Maybelle. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, treats are banned, and uh, you know it. <laughs> no treats here. Not for long. Not if I can help it. You gotta be careful, Maybelle. And you gotta taste this donut ice cream. I made it myself. It's a trap, everyone. Don't do it. But it looks so good. I guess one bite can hurt. <sighs> well, what do you think? This ice cream cools me down. And this donut revs me up. What, what a crazy, crazy treat combination. All right, Maybelle, what can we do to help? The PTA is meeting next week. You bring the kids, I'll bring the treats. The rest will be history. We're gonna change their minds one bite at a time. And so, we are agreed that this semester the entire budget will be spent on building a playground for the parents. <laughs> and with that, I will to close this meeting of the PTA. The volleyball team? The entire school? What are you doing here? We just think that all of you parents have been working really hard. We think that you might... Deserve a treat! Everyone, okay, okay, reel it in. We just have a seat. If we could just sit down, order. I, I will have order. This is the PDA. Order. Maybell, I will not have you barging into our very important meeting to tempt us with... with D delicious. Is is that a lemon meringue and cherry pie? I can't take it anymore! Give me that pie! The citrus is exotic. And the cherry is sweet. What a crazy treat combination. in Eclect City, ever! Not even this strawberry shortcake rice crispy treat cupcake? No, not even. Wait, uh, how did you know? When I was a child, my mother would bake me strawberry shortcake rice crispy treat cupcakes. Sounds like your mother is an innovative chef. Would you like a bite? No, I couldn't. I'm the mayor. Just... One bite? But, uh, well, one bite wouldn't hurt. Oh, just a little taste. <gasps> it's incredible. What a crazy treat combination. Maybell, you win. I'll sign the bill. Welcome, people of Eclect City, to the grand opening of the newest addition to our revitalized downtown waterfront district. Maybell's Treats! Yay! Thanks, Mr. Mayor! Everybody, come on in! Yay! 
your cream-filled chocolate hearts. Thank you for the treats. That's the kind of feeling that can't be Labels, treats, da, 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 da. Labels, treats, da, 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 da. Sold out. See you all tomorrow. The end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hi, Bryn. Hi, Lee. Bryn, I'm so excited about your story, Maybell's Treats. How did you come up with the idea for that? There were some wildfires near where I live. Uh-huh. And, like, it was pretty smoky, and it was kind of uncomfortable at that time. And I wanted something to, like, kind of cheer me up. Mm. So um, I decided to write about candy. <laughs> so you live in California, and some mm-hmm. listeners might remember that there were a bunch of wildfires last fall out there. What was it like to live through that? Um, I was actually kind of sick. Like, uh, my lungs weren't very happy about the smoke. Is it okay to ask, was it scary when the wildfires were happening? It was very scary, yeah. Yeah. The smoke really affected where I lived. Do they know what caused the wildfires? Well, like, it just happens, like, a lot of times in California. We're not really sure, but I think it was up in, like, Paradise. That's a town. Yeah. uh, We uh, collected um, money to send to them. That's really nice that your community got together to help people who were affected. Yeah, I felt really good about it. That's really neat. Do you remember what the first thing you did when the smoke had gone away? What was the first thing you did when you went outside? I just, like, closed my eyes, and I was like, oh, this feels really good. And just, like, I just sit out there for, like, a long time and just try to appreciate it. Like, I didn't really notice how much great stuff, like, oxygen we had around until, like, um, the smoke came. Wow. It's really easy to take something like breathing for granted, right? Because we do it all the time. Yeah. And we just never think about it. But I did really think about it that week. So your story is all about treats, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your relationship to treats. Um, my relationship is very good with treats. I love them very much. And I sometimes uh, I walk down to the gas station and get some. What kind of treats do you get at the gas station? Oh, um, I like to get like a lot of... Um, sometimes like gum and, uh, sometimes Hershey's bars. I love chocolate. What kind of chocolate do you like the best? Like milk chocolate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Are you a dark chocolate fan? Not really, actually. I don't, I don't, I just don't like the taste, I guess. I don't really like dark chocolate either. (laughs) I feel like people are always going on and on about dark chocolate. I'm like, what's the big deal? That's like the exact same way I feel. Yeah. Bryn, thank you so much for letting us perform your story. You're welcome. Wow, that story was super inspiring. Let's see what we're working with here. Based on first glance, I'd say the condition of this ship is bad at best and worse at worst. Hey, I rebuilt most of this ship with my bare hands after it fell apart. Twice. These support beams seem to be fine. Told you. Just let me write that down. But 
What are you writing? I'm just filling out my checklist. Where's the bridge? The what? The bridge. The bridge to where? The bridge. The bridge is where you steer the ship from. Oh, that's what that's okay. called. I have no idea. I don't think we have one. Well, of course we have one. We have a bridge. It's in here. Look. Interesting. Yeah, interesting and up to code. I assume that's what you're writing down. Look, everything is fine here. It might look a little bit rough around the edges, a bit ramshackle, but this ship is good to go and I've made sure of it. See, we've got a good sturdy wheel, a top of the line looky-loo, and a fully operational bucket thingy. It seems wobbly. Uh, we've got laundry to wash our pants. A bit too loud. A safety hatch. Too big. Escape pods. Too small. Parachutes. Too wide. And our waffle iron is wireless, which has nothing to do with the quality of the ship, but I think is pretty cool. That is cool. Wait, are you writing that down? Uh, about the waffle iron? You should write that down. No, just taking some notes. Please stop reading over my shoulder. Sorry, I wasn't reading. I was just looking at your shoulder. I love it. It's magnificent. Subject won't stop staring at my shoulder. That's minus one point. Uh, maybe instead of scribbling furiously on your clipboard, you could sit down and we could make you a cup of tea. I got flung out of a slingshot this morning. I am not in the mood for tea. Or maybe you'd like some kefir. Huh. I guess I would take a kefir. Strawberry. I don't have strawberry. No strawberry kefir. Interesting. What? Why are you writing that down? What does that have to do with the inspection? What if instead of doing an inspection, we just all chilled out, watched some TV? Look, we have a TV room. These TVs are out of date. What are these, from 2017? What? That has nothing to do with safety. Don't you dare write that down. Perhaps you would like some snacks. I love snacks. <laughs> Look at all my snacks. You're clearly eating those snacks as an emotional crutch. Hey. Ha! If anyone's doing that, it's me. <laughs> your self-deprecating sense of humor is hiding your ability to be vulnerable. What? Are you writing that down? Why are you writing that down? Okay, shall I do a monologue for you? It can be very calming to listen to me talk. Your resume is light and your credits are meaningless. <gasps> That's just what Susan Stroman said. Oh, please. Come okay, on, this I think this is I have seen all I need to see and I am giving you an F. For fantastic? For failure. <gasps> You've failed the inspection. Someone will be here shortly to take this ship to the dump. We'll be right back. Wait, 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 wait. I don't understand what's happening. Oh, well then let me put this in a way that you might understand. I'm failing you. You have failed. F-A-I-L-E-D. Failed. Okay, you can spell. Congratulations. But, but what do you mean, the dump? Those are the rules. If you fail my inspection, your ship gets dismantled and thrown into the dump. <gasps> and then it is lit on fire. <gasps> and then... We invite people to come to the dump and kick the ashes while they mutter mean things about you under their breath. What? Why? I don't know, but that's what the guidebook says. Well, what else does the guidebook say? Yeah, does it say you have to fail us for no reason? Great question, Lee. 
What is the reason we failed, Inspector? It can't possibly be because we, we didn't have strawberry kefir. Yeah, so what is it? Why did we fail? Well, that's for me to know, and for you not to know. Hey! Come on, just tell us what's on that scorecard. No! Tell us! No! Tell us! No! Okay, I'll handle this. Give it to me! Whoa, Come whoa, on, whoa, give it whoa, to me! Article 4 of the Inspection Guidebook says you have to show us the scorecard. Is that true? No, it's not it. Oh, yes it is. Oh, you got me. Well, my job here is done. Goodbye! Wait, Rolo, don't go! Oh, 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 he's gone. Always. Okay, hand it over. Fine. Thank you. Okay, let me take a look at the... Hey, wait a second. You didn't even check any of the boxes. What? Okay, uh, let me see. Hey! Hey, you just doodled a bunch of sad faces and wrote, I am miserable, over and over again. Why? Because I... Because I'm miserable, okay? Are you happy? My job is miserable. My boss is miserable. Everything is miserable. My life, miserable. I have to go around and tell people that their beloved ships are going to be turned into ash. And no, it's not fun. But it's the only power I have, so yeah, I overdo it a little so that I can feel something. Anything in this miserable world. Are you happy now? I've laid myself bare before you. Let's all inspect the inspector and his big feelings. Wow, okay, a lot to unpack there. Let me just start by saying, thank you for sharing how you feel with us. It's not good to keep feelings like that inside. It is so important to express your feelings. I mean, how else do you think I managed to play all the women in my one woman, Little Women? But my job is so miserable. We've all had miserable jobs. Like, I had a job at a museum once where I had to rearrange the statues every night, and I didn't even get paid. But if no one moves the statues, you know, they have to move themselves, and that takes forever. <laughs> I think what Rachel's trying to say is that you might not like your job, but you can't let it ruin your whole life. Okay, actually, I was just trying to say that I used to lug statues around in the middle of the night, but what you said is better. Sorry, I haven't spoken in a while and it's my turn and what I'm saying is I think you need to lighten up, relax a little and play tag with us! Haha, <laughs> you're it! Oh, okay. Oh, you touched me on the arm. Do I just... Oh, if I touch you on the arm, you are it! <laughs> oh, this is... Oh, no, you're it! Oh, this is... Oh, this is... Oh, no, 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 you're it! <laughs> oh, I get it, I get it, I touch you and then you touch and then we're it. Oh, the rules are so clear, that was good fun. You're all so fun. I can't fail you. Yay! Also, your ship is fine. I made all that stuff up because I was grumpy. We know. From now on, I'm not gonna let my job get me down. That's great to hear. But I do need to get back down. Could I use one of those parachutes? You may. Thanks, Story Pirates, for reminding me that my job isn't my whole life. Now it's time to parachute off your ship, and that's a part of my job that I don't like. Every moment of it is terrifying, but I am being cheerful, and I am pretending not to care. We know! Goodbye! 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 Ah! Wow, he really was scared. 
I never thought I'd have a job where I got to watch so many people parachute off a flying pirate ship. I always knew that that would be my job. Should we do another story? Yeah! Okay, so listeners, this next story is about one of the world's greatest mysteries. And I'm not talking about Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster either. I'm talking about the mystery of the materializing kitten. Here's the author to tell you more. Hi, my name is June. I'm 10 years old and I live in California. And this is my story, The Mystery of the Materializing Kitten. It was a dark and stormy noon. I was in homeroom, nursing a cool 12 ounces of apple juice and sitting next to Emily Bronstone, the smartest, most serious person in class. She was not laughing, as usual. Hey, I laugh plenty. Listen. Ha! See? Across from me was Noah, my best friend. He was subtly picking his nose, as usual. Hey, I was just scratching it on the inside. And Olivia Martin was there too, as usual. Okay, it's super rude to just say I'm there. Don't undersell me! Yes, everything was just as usual. But that was about to change. Everything was about to change. All right, time to take attendance. Benjamin? I much prefer to be called Ben, and you know that. <laughs> okay, Benjamin. Noah? Here. Kitten that just appeared out of nowhere? And last but not least, Emily. Wait, what? A kitten just magically materialized in my classroom. Yes, a kitten had just magically materialized at our table. It was the wildest thing to happen in Mr. Jacobson's classroom since the great string cheese debacle of 2016. But the really wild thing? This wasn't just any kitten. It was my kitten, Pudding. Pudding, what are you doing here? I don't know why I asked her. I knew two things to be true about kittens. One, they loved a mean bowl of milk. And two, when you ask them a question, they're not gonna respond. Everybody knows kittens can't talk. All right, who saw how this kitten got in my classroom? Emily? No, I was doing my work when that kitten just magically materialized out of nowhere. Hey, wait, she's getting away. Oh, and there she goes. Oh, well, you know what? I've, I've had enough for one day. Class dismissed. Class may have been dismissed, but I was about to start my own lesson. A crash course in mystery solving. It was the perfect chance to make use of all the old detective movies I'd watched. Plus, Noah had just made us badges. It was time to solve the mystery of the materializing kitten. The school cafeteria. The perfect place to get to the bottom of something fishy. And I'm not just talking about the tuna melts. Oh, whoa! Is it tuna melt Tuesday? Nice! Ah, Noah. Ever the faithful deputy. Always hungry for justice. And hot fish sandwiches. Oh, you're doing your narration thing. Sorry, Ben. I mean, uh, sorry, Detective Ben. We started with Liam O'Hare. He's always bragging about how he watches R-rated movies and goes to bed at 12 a.m., which is totally not true. But his table was right next to ours. He could know something. Hey, Liam, we want to ask you a few questions. Oh, hey, guys. Did you know that I saw that horror movie last weekend? Yeah, it was, like, so not scary. What do you want? I tried to sound cool as I talked to Liam. Tell us everything you know about the materializing kitten. Uh, what? But my voice was pretty squeaky, so that didn't really work out. 
gonna be honest here, I don't understand what you just said. But did you know I have a thousand dollars in my bank account and I already know how to drive? <laughs> All right, I gotta go move my stuff into my best friend LeBron James's guest room. I'll smell you later. <laughs> yeah, sure, Liam. Thanks for your help. Hey, Ben, we should talk to Jenny. She has a good hat on her shoulders. Jenny Hollis. She's smart and reads a lot and could give us valuable intel. And I also may have had a tiny crush on her. Tiny crush on whom? Uh, Jenny! Uh, crush! I, I, I said brush. I have a tiny brush, and I make tiny paintings with it. Uh, okay. Jenny, do you know anything about putting the kitten materializing? Oh, for sure. I saw golden sparks above your desk, and then out of nowhere, I saw that kitten. Thanks a lot, Jenny. You catching all this, Noah? Sure I am, Detective Ben. Clues were starting to fall into place quicker than a Tetris game on Fast Forward. But then Jack Anderson blew the case wide open. Look! It's a little kitten on a walkie-talkie! I think she's saying something! We ran straight over to Jack. <laughs> Jack, did you just say you heard a kitten saying something? Yeah, I think she said... Agent Pudding, calling in. The new recruit messed up and sent me to a strange world. The kids call it school. I don't know what she was talking about, but it sure was cute. Anyway, Mr. Jacobson said school's over, so I'm going home. Bye. Hmm. I think we better go talk to Pudding. Yeah. I'm just afraid she might talk back. When we caught up to Pudding, she was holding a miniature walkie-talkie, which was surprising enough. But then she started doing a little talkie into her walkie. That's all for now. Remain calm. Agent Pudding over and out. Now I'd seen everything. Well, 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 Jello pudding. Oh, uh, <clears throat> meow, meow, meow. We know you can talk. Cut the letter. Oh, shh. You're gonna blow my cover. Oh, well, shush, all right, pudding. But you better fill the silence with a pretty killer explanation. All right, all right. Here's the truth. I'm a member of Sama, the secret agency of magical animals. What in the world? I'm here. Training your pug, Bean. Bean's a part of this, too? Is every animal in the neighborhood a part of Sama? Yes. Well, except for the fish. <laughs> of course. Makes perfect sense. Bean's magic abilities aren't quite perfect yet, and, well, she accidentally teleported me here. I can't say more, or I'll have to wipe your memories. But can I trust you gentlemen to keep this close to the collar? Your secret's safe with us, Pudding. <laughs> You're a good kid, Benjamin. I'll catch your mouse later and put it on your pillow. Um, thank you? Bean? <laughs> it's okay, Bean. They know. Oh, sup? Huh? Whoa. They're gone. A secret agency of animals? We walked back to the classroom, stunned. We expected everyone to be asking about the kitten, but they didn't. Eventually, we approached Mr. Jacobson. Mr. Jacobson, about the kitten. Kitten? What kitten? Oh. Never mind. So Pudding must have wiped their memories. I guess she really trusts us to keep the secret. Hey, Noah, that was pretty good work today, which gave me a crazy idea. Why don't we start our own agency? On what condition that you stop narrating everything that happens all the time? You got yourself a deal. And from that day forward, Noah and I... What did I just say? Mm, just one more. Fine. 
With the help of Pudding and Bean, we became the greatest detective team the world had ever seen. This was gonna be great. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and thanks to today's authors, Bryn and June. Before we go, here's today's Story Spark. Kids, write a story from your imagination that is about a mysterious package. Tell us who gets the package, who sent the package, what's in it, and most of all, how does the mysterious package change everyone's lives? As always, grown-ups can send in stories to storypirates.com. See you next time. Bye-bye! Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Produced for Gimlet Media by Annie Rose Strasser and Chris Neary. Produced for Story Pirates by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. Associate producers for Story Pirates are Peter McNerney and Andrew Miller. Technical direction by Sam Baer. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Theme song by Bobby Lord. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, and Harry Wood. Special guest, Timothy Simons. This episode features performances by Drew Anderson, Andrew Barbado, Dewey Cadell, Ryan Chittapong, Carly Shiraki, Lita Darmian, Amanda Dealey, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Monique Moses, Alexandra Nader, Josh Nasser, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Mike Poole, Caroline Reedy, Peter Russo, Joanna Simmons, Kuhu Verma, Mia Weinberger, and Rachel Winitsky. Maybell's Treats was written by Myrna Khan and produced by Brendan O'Grady with vocal arrangements and direction by Jack Mitchell and additional dialogue by Lee Overtree and Rachel Winitsky. You know, I don't know why that inspector was complaining about his giant slingshot. I love giant slingshots. Granted, I don't use my personal giant slingshot to slingshot myself anywhere. I use it as a hammock. See, here it is. Don't worry. I made sure to disable the slingshot mechanism by taking this heavy book, and then I pull back the rubber on the slingshot, and then I put the heavy book on the slingshot, Ah, there it is. Now I'll just crawl into my slingshot. Oh, so comfy. Kick off my shoes. And relax. You know, I wish I had something to read. Oh, here's a book. Oh, don't worry, I have a jetpack!